0: All right, and we are live here on our uh, interview set. Welcome, everybody, to the Power Man podcast. My name is Rory Pocket. I am, as always, your very humble host. Thank you all for being here. I uh, love that you're taking a couple minutes to be with us today. Uh, I usually forget to say this, so especially lately, so I'm going to get this out now before I get talking to this guy that I'm going to talk to today, and we get all wrapped up. If you want to contact us, you can reach me at, at power of man podcast. Okay. On Instagram it's at and power man podcast, all one word guys. Okay. Lately we've had a couple of, uh, you know, pretenders show up with like power underscore dash, whatever. And they're using all my best photos and all my good stuff. And I'm like, I, I, I guess I'm flattered, you know, that they're trying to steal my stuff, but, um, that ain't me. <laughs> Okay. So, um, you know, we don't have a huge following on Instagram, uh, probably for that reason. We don't really push it. The followings on the podcast, but the Instagram is the best way for you guys to contact me. So that's where our communication goes. That's where I hope you guys will go at power man podcast. There we go. Now that's out the way. All right. Uh, before we get going, as you guys know, I got to take a sip of my preferred beverage. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Just bear with me because I'm coming. That's it. Um, if you guys uh, are friends of the program, you know that that's Freedom Hill Coffee, baby. Freedom Hill Coffee at Freedom Hill Coffee on Instagram. Also, um, deep, dark, rich, bold, and beautiful. It's an absolutely fantastic cup of coffee and they help veterans, which is why I help them by talking about them. So, And today I'm drinking out of my University of Michigan mug. So all you Ohio State fans are just going to have to deal with it. Sorry. And we just happen to be talking to a guy from the cincinnati ohio area today um this guy has a uh men's group he's got a podcast he's got a book he's got a, a you know i mean a following he's got everything under the sun right now and um uh, I want to first thank this guy for making the time to get on the podcast because, man, it's been tough. We've had but busy schedules, and he carved out a time today just special to talk with us, so I hope you guys will appreciate what he had to go through to get on here. Uh, please welcome to the show Pastor Cody Killian. How you doing, man? Doing great. Thanks for having me, man. You made it sound like a, a real
1: quest or journey for me to be here. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I know we've been busy, but I, I appreciate you uh, inviting me on.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it, it's been funny because, you know, you and I first connected um, when uh, you were in a, a Christian men's group. And, you know, I found you online and joined. And then, you know, we started talking and going back and forth. And then you started um, your new group, the Joshua Project. And I was one of the first people to jump in there. I think you actually labeled me as a founding member, if, I, if I'm if i correct, <laughs> which is really well, cool.
1: Well, I think Facebook did that, but I would have done it too if I'd had a chance
0: before. Oh, well, okay. Give credit where credit's due. I have to thank Facebook. Don't make me do that on air, right? <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, Cody, tell everybody a little bit about who you are. You know uh, what you do, so on and so forth, and then we'll get into the specifics, especially about the Joshua Project. But you know, first, who are who are you, man? Okay, great.
1: Um, well, I'm going to correct one thing. I am living in the Cincinnati, Ohio area, but I'm from North Carolina, and I'm a Georgia Bulldogs fan. So. I'm going to get that that right from the beginning. Um, you know, I appreciate
0: you even fan. more right now. I appreciate you a lot more right now.
1: <laughs> not a bandwagon fan. I've been there through the thick and thin, and it's it's been a journey, but it's it's been nice the last couple of years. But um, as Rory said, I'm Cody Killian. I am a student pastor in the Cincinnati area, um, was a lead pastor for six years prior to moving to this area. And man, I just have a, a ton of things that I want to do in life. Um, and I've got a wife and two kids and two dogs that I'm dragging along with me. And uh, we're pursuing everything that we can and um, love my wife, Megan. She's been a, a support and and not just a support, but a helpmate, a person that I'm walking this life out together with Elijah's eight, Annabelle's six. So we are a very, very busy family. So between all of the things that I'm trying to do and uh, young kids and two dogs, which everybody knows that is a challenge in and of itself. Um, And marriage, it's just kind of a crazy, crazy life. And so I find myself here in 2023, having been uh, in ministry for about 12 years now, um, grew up in church and kind of had that really instilled in my life by my parents, a faith that was passed on to me. But I I came to know in a real way myself. Um, I'm originally from the mountains of North Carolina in a small town called Murphy. So it's in the tri-state area of Tennessee, North Carolina and Georgia. Um, You can get to any one of those in about 15 minutes. So uh, our high school was the Bulldogs. And that's that's where that story originates. We were two hours from everything. So it was like, take your pick of who you want to pull for, what you want to do, you know, what you want to be. And so uh, 2011, I made my way from the mountains of North Carolina to the Charlotte area and kind of have been a uh, suburban ever since. So it's been a journey, but it's been a good one
0: it sounds like it and and uh, just from talking to you I know you're incredibly busy and you know obviously two kids in those age groups I remember those days yeah. I remember those days of the uh, the single digit ages man mine are all you know grown right now and uh, of course I'm suffering from empty nest you know over on my end but cuz mine are sure. you know like 29 22 and 18 but um man those those young young ages you you never get them back so it's it's good that you're experiencing that right now <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's one of those seasons where it's like, you know, you have all the people that are telling you, you're going to miss this one day. And then your kid does something crazy that you're like, does anybody else's kid do that? And (laughs) am I really going to miss this stage, you know?
0: (laughs) You will. (laughs) I hate to be the one to break it to you, but you will. You'll sit there and remember, you know, putting on the walls and, you know, all kinds of things you just never, ever thought would happen. And you're going to go, man, remember that time? (laughs) So, uh, Yeah. yeah, enjoy it while you got it, brother. Absolutely. Um, so you, you mentioned that you had a, um, you know, a religious upbringing, um, you know, uh, with your parents and so on and so forth. Now, a lot of people have that. Um, what, what makes somebody take that religious upbringing and say, you know, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. This is my calling, you know, did you have something that happen to you? Did you have some kind of a awakening moment or was it just something you always felt? Honestly, it was just kind of this
1: deep, deep knowing that started at uh, probably the age of sixteen. Um, you know, I'm one of those crazy people that think thinks God God talks to him, <laughs> and um, you know, I believe that when I pray that He hears me, and that I have the ability to hear the God that I serve. And I think that's the the biggest difference, um, you know, through my lens of uh, not just religion, but a faith walk with. Uh, the God that I serve is that he's a living God and that's what we believe. And so because he's alive, he can speak to us. He works in mysterious ways and we see that all around us. He's observable, he's measurable in, in so many ways. And so at the age of 16, I can remember sitting in a church service and I just had this, I don't know if it was a thought or just this deep processing of some um, experience or encounter that was going on in that service. And I just came away from that day going uh one day i'm going to do this you know this is going to be what my life is about um you know fostering experiences and environments where people can connect with god and that doesn't just look like a church service sometimes it's a conversation over coffee sometimes it's a zoom conversation sometimes it's um you know a phone call whatever that might look like um but for me it 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 really developed into more than just uh, everyday conversations as a person who says you know I love Jesus and I'm following him but this is what I'm wanting to dedicate my entire life to. Yeah. So for me it was just kind of a deep knowing um and belief that the that the lord was speaking to
0: me. Wow, you know I actually haven't heard that before in spoken in that way from people. Usually you know when I talk to anybody about their faith they've had some sort of qualifying event or they've had a, and this is my experience, you know, talking to people like that. Um, but to actually say I've had an all knowing, it's almost like it was built in to you.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, we see that in scripture. That's, there's precedent for that, right? Um, that the Bible says that the Lord knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb. Mm-hmm. Um, if we believe that God is, is our creator, we know that he built us and he built us for a purpose. Paul talks about us um that the, there is a predestination i'm I'm not a necessarily a predestination Calvinist person, but what I would say is that I think that God has predestined a path that we can choose that he built into our giftings our um what I would call anointings the things that he has put inside of us that we were hardwired for right and so um he provides a path that those things can be best used uh for and by and so um, for me, that's kind of what it looks like, is that I feel like I'm tapping into what God, as you said, built into me, mm-hmm. uh, that I was always destined or pers- purposed to do what I'm doing now. And on the flip side of that, I find it very difficult. So as I've got all of these other journeys that I'm walking out, you know, um, the the things that you mentioned before, um, it's really Hard for me to be honest to step into other shoes because it's so ingrained. My identity is so ingrained in ministry and the calling that God has on my life.
0: Well, and we talked about that a little bit, you know, everything you're trying to accomplish, you know, and so on and so forth. So, um, that's powerful. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, like absolutely. That. Um, let's uh, let's talk quickly, um, about um, your group. I mean, that's you and I first hooked up, you know, like that. Was it the, what was the name of the group first before it was Joshua Project? So before the Joshua Project, it was Next Level Dads. Now, is that and where you and I connected? I'm trying to remember.
1: I think it was. It might, it might have been. And yeah. that group actually had a much larger following because yeah. I was reaching a much larger base. I hadn't really whittled it down to what it is now in reaching Christian dads. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, really before that group, there was another iteration of it uh, that was called... Uh, hero maker and Hmm. so um it's it's gone through a a couple of different versions as i have refined my process and refined who it is that i actually want to be talking to and so we find ourselves now in a group called the joshua project
0: all right um now joshua project um yeah obviously like i said i'm a member so i know about the group but for everybody who doesn't um this is the type of thing where they can apply to be into it if they look it up on facebook right correct and then um where did uh, what's the significance of the name
1: the joshua project is really what i I look at it as a project it's a project where i'm finding men who identify themselves as christ followers that (laughs) really uh and specifically want to stop feeling like a constant failure Uh, because i think that is number one it's present in every man but when you add uh, spirituality and uh, christianity to that sometimes Uh, We see the mark that's set before us in uh, our faith and trying to live for Jesus. And sometimes that can be a little extra intimidating. Being a Christian man is not hard or is not easy in this world uh, that we're living in. And so, um, you know, the aim of the Joshua Project is to help uh, Christian dads stop feeling like a constant failure and learn to be the best version of themselves and lead by the Spirit. Mm -hmm. It's kind kind of the overall arching theme of what the group's about.
0: Nice. You know, it, one that's one of the things right off the bat when you and I were just going back and forth in conversation. Um, and of course, you know, being part of the group is that our missions are very closely aligned there, but they're not, uh, they have a lot of base differences in terms of like what we focus on. So, you know, I've always kind of felt like, um, we're trying to do a lot of the same stuff, but we're doing it in different ways. Um, for men who have different needs, you yeah. know, I, I can't address the spirituality. In a man who's trying to be a better father, a better husband. Sure. I, I know better than that, even though, you know, I'm searching through my own, you know, even at the moment, um, right. I'm not going to put myself out there as an expert on it to anybody because that's that doesn't serve anyone, <laughs> you know, including sure. myself. So um, but, you know, you can because you've got the training and the experience and, and so on and so forth. So it's uh, I've always liked that, you know, about the two of us, you know, kind of converging like that. So, um,
1: well, I don't know if I would call myself an expert by any means, but. What I would say is that I, I'm on the journey, you know, and that that's a big, that's a big thing to say in and of itself. Is uh, let's let's throw away the title of expert and just say I'm trying, you know, because a lot of people, men especially, um, are on the brink of giving up or have already given up based on the constant, you know, berating of just the challenges of life and. Being on the path of attempting to improve in those areas is a feat in a, in and of itself, and I tell people all the time that God doesn't demand your perfection, but he does want your pursuit. Hmm. He doesn't demand you to be perfect, but he does want you to pursue um so you know we create all these kinds of man-made laws and rules that we're supposed to live by, especially in the church. the church is notorious for doing that. But I don't see in Scripture where God demanded anyone to be perfect except for Jesus. And Jesus was the only one that accomplished that. Um, you know, right. we, I believe that he, he was born of a virgin Mary. He lived a sinless life for 33 years and died on a cross, was buried in the grave for three days and rose again and ascended to the right hand of the Father. And now it's, it makes intercession for me and you. Like, that's a whole lot of stuff packed into a theological uh, statement. And none of us could achieve that, but what we can achieve is the trying, is the uh, pursuit of what Jesus was a model and example for. And so I like to say that over and over because I remind myself as I fail so many times that God doesn't demand my perfection, but he does ask me to pursue.
0: Love that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Uh okay so the Joshua project then is the um kind of the container for your other projects with what you have going on. Um I know that within the Joshua project group you also have a podcast that you've put out. You've got uh, four or five episodes now? On Yeah. It? Okay. I'm and I uh, get mean us- getting started. No, I un- understand, but the um I mean I've li- I'm I'm a subscriber. I listen to them. Um you put a lot in to your episodes. I mean, it's it's not it's not like, you know, a 20-minute, you know, hey, how you guys doing? You know, joking about, you know, the bears. Right. You put a lot into the podcast. So, what uh, tell everybody about the podcast, what your purpose is with that, you know, and uh, kind of what they would expect if they were to tune into it on, uh, you know, iTunes or Spotify.
1: Well, so far, uh, the podcast has mainly been about an explanation about what the Joshua Project is because when you read that name, it's it's not descriptive necessarily. It's a little bit more um, abstract in describing what I'm actually trying to do, and I realize that that's kind of how my brain works. It works in the abstract, and I, I work it out through uh, through the the process. But um, you know, tuning into that podcast, you're going to get 15 to 20 minutes of um, impactful content. That that's my hope is because I have so many things that I'm trying to do. I really don't have time to sit there and give you an hour, hour and a half of me just rambling about things that don't matter. But the the point of the podcast is to give you 15 or 20 minutes that's going to really give you some impactful things that you can, you can take. You can you know rip away from that and put it in and chew on it for a while and uh, figure out, okay, what, is, what kind of revelation is this giving me about myself? You know, what are the things that that I can pull away from what's being said so that it'll stick with me, um, that 15 to 20 minutes would make an impact on a day, on a week, on a month, on a life. And so um, every episode I intend and and try to pack as much as I can on whatever topic I'm covering
0: uh, for that day. Hmm. Okay, good deal. Um, the uh, As you move forward with it, is that going to continue to be your goal for the podcast? Is that where you want to continue to take it?
1: Yeah, I think so. You know, I, I'm a pastor, so I like to preach. And the podcast is part preaching, I would say, um, helping you gain some understanding through through that sort of lens or approach to the content that I give. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it'll include the promotions of of other ventures and things that I'm doing so that you can stay connected, whether it's uh, the blog on the Joshua Project at the website, thejoshuaproject.co, um, or you know, online courses, resources, things like that. So, you know, the whole the whole platform is really just to make an impact on dads that was kind of birthed out of my own need to have uh, a community of encouragement, improvement, and a reason for me to stay accountable to becoming, you know, at least one degree better every single day is something I'm doing.
0: Right. Now, I'm glad you brought up the blog uh, because, you know, I omitted that and I apologize, uh, but I've I've read the blog too. And that's uh, markedly different from the podcast. Yeah. In terms of the content and so on and so forth. So what, what are you trying to do differently in the blog for guys who want to go and check it out and look at the website and read it as opposed to what you do in the podcast? Well, the blog is, it's kind of taken its
1: own natural, uh, arc or, or journey. It seems to be veering into the parenting space a bit more, uh, than, than the other pieces of the platform. Um, and so I'm, I'm really trying to catch all all pieces. I think the blog will will be kind of a catch-all for whatever comes. It might be a mixture of uh, previewing something that was said on the podcast and vice versa with the podcast and the blog. Um, but to be honest with you, just the organic route that the blog has taken has been a lot of just really um, direct content concerning being a better dad. Right. Uh, and so, so the blog looks a bit more like a parenting uh, piece to the platform.
0: Um, this is, you know, a little bit off, um, off the cuff here. We didn't talk about it, but it's coming to me while I'm talking to you. And, um, you know, as someone who sits in your seat and has your lens, I'm curious how someone's out there and they're having a hard time just dealing with being a dad. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I I come across these men all the time and from your lens, what does, um, what does your faith what does the Bible, what does you know the, the Word of God, does what, what does that help them deal with? In what way does, does that study, or that exposure of them, you know, to that stuff that you practice you know all the time? How does that help them to deal with the day better? How does that help them to, to be a better dad? in particular, because we got most of our guys are dads or are going to be dads soon.
1: <laughs> so,
0: you know, um, I'm just curious in your words in your thoughts and started springing this on you, you know, but uh, I, I bet you can handle it. And, uh, I, I'm just curious how that, how that helps a dad be better. Well, I think at the foundational
1: point of faith is Um, self-identity and understanding who you are based on who you've been created by, right? And so because I have a creator God who is also pictured as our heavenly father, it's a picture of what I can strive to be, knowing I'll never be who he is or what he is or be able to accomplish the things he is. It gives me something to strive toward. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of my striving toward that, I understand that some very good things happen as a result of me me planting those seeds those godlike seeds those godly seeds of being a godly man and um for me that life is better than the life without that example right um i think that understanding who i am in in christ as a son of a heavenly father and Um, what I desire as a son from my heavenly father, I had a great earthly dad, right? I had a great biological dad. Um, I've always looked up to him. He was my hero growing up. I just had a lot of great memories. Uh, every dad joke I've ever told started with the foundational dad jokes that he gave me, you know, I started there and branched out on my own. He's, he's just everything that, um, I wanted to be living up to and I always said if I can be half the man my dad was I'll be doing really great. Um but that heavenly father example is just um it's a constant there because I know, you know, my earthly dad fails and I've watched him through uh his moments of needing grace and mercy and all of that. But that striving I think is helpful uh to me as a dad. And I think that when you can begin to identify yourself as a person who is um not just a a a dad but hey i'm a i'm a son of god and this is what the bible says about me as a person i begin to live up to those standards and within those standards it helps me to then project that identity onto my son my daughter and in in the wake of that um i'm building people according to that same faith
0: does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate you answering it the way you did too. I'm, I'm glad to hear you had such a good relationship with your dad too. That's yeah, rare and incredibly awesome. So very, uh,
1: very, very blessed, very lucky to have the family that I have. My mom and dad are still together. Um, you know, they they fight every day, even more so now because they started a business <laughs> together. But oh, really? Yeah, they they <laughs> love together, and and it's been a great example uh, for me to see. Um, what that looks like, and and the staying power in marriage, um, that has helped me understand. Okay, this is kind of a picture of what fatherhood, along with uh, being a husband, husband, and all the other hats we wear. This is kind of what it looks like. You know.
0: Yeah. Have you uh Have you ever told your dad before that he's your hero?
1: Oh yeah. And, now, and it and it gets easier now that we've got social media you know I can proclaim it to the world and he gets to witness that and I, I think that's one of the the greatest honors that I that I have is uh, just just being able to to share that with him and with other people we've never been a family that's held back you know that affection sort of thing you know there's a lot of people out there and guys who say you know my dad never even hugged me or told me he loved me or anything like that right. it's not my dad my dad will hug me you know we'll we'll tell each other we love each other very affectionate family is very important to us
0: so that's excellent i i just did a podcast a few a uh, few episodes ago basically saying that everybody wants to be a hero and yeah. i said those exact words you know yeah. that every single father only wants to only wants one thing and that's to be their son's hero you know what i mean okay. and yeah, it's there's uh, so much
1: was- I could could say about that. And in the coming months, I'm gonna say more about that. I'm <laughs> really excited about a project that I'm working on right now. And I, I don't want to share too much because I'm not there yet, but that's such that's such a true thing that every man wants to be a hero. Right. And it it starts in us as little boys. And man, you you really you really hit a passion point for me right there because <laughs> because of what I'm working on right now. But um every every man wants to be a hero. And so my dad was that for me. Um, you know, God as a heavenly Father is is someone I look to for mercy in my mess ups, uh, encouragement uh, when I need it, and hope when I feel like I've lost things. And so, uh, my faith really informs everything that I am, who I am, and. I fail on a daily basis. You know, I woke up this morning and there were about 79 mistakes that I made before my family walked out the door today. But, um, you know, the hope in Jesus, that hope in God keeps pushing me forward to be better than I was even a moment ago. Right. It's it's something that that pulls me along when I feel like I can't go anymore.
0: That's great. That's great. Yeah. I honestly, I feel like you're reciting my podcast back to me right now, man. <laughs> that's great. It's, it's, we, we need more. We need more of that.
1: We need, yeah. we need advocates for dads who, who really understand the struggle and yeah. position dads to understand, Hey, you're not alone in this. And by the way, even in your failure, God has great things for you or your life is meant for great things. However right. you want to tackle it, you know? So
0: no, that's, that's awesome. Uh, that's great. Thank you for going off script a little bit with me right there. I appreciate that. Um, good stuff, man. Um, now, the the new stuff coming up, is that the little piece of stuff that you sort of shared with me off the record? Yeah, I won't say a word. I won't say a yeah. word. Just, I, it <laughs> makes yeah. me look good if people think I'm in the know. I'm going to go with it. Yeah. All right. I'm looking forward to that. I really am, um, and I'm not telling anybody anything. They're gonna have to follow you and find out what it is. So that's right. That's right. You're gonna want to be in the know in the
1: next couple of months on, on right. what's coming out. Yeah. Well, that's
0: why they want to go to your website and and sign up, and they want to you know go to your group and and join it. So right. Um, the you also have written a book. Now, is this your first book that just came out? It is, and I feel a little guilty calling it a book because uh,
1: <laughs> why is that? It, it's it's an unedited, raw, grammatical error uh, ebook on the Kindle store. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, uh, you know, trying to be. I'm one of those guys that I I probably downplay and and self deprecate more more than I do compliment myself, and and that's not a, a humble brag or anything like that, but it's just. Um, You know, I was kind of uh, leery about putting it out there. I was talking to a friend as I finished it up and it was ready to to be published and go out into the world. And my thought was, you know, once it's out there, people can judge it, you know? (laughs) And my friend said to me, well, what was the point of you taking all that time if you weren't going to share what impact those pages have on it, regardless of how long or short it is, how many grammatical errors there are? and he encouraged me and just said, you know, um if I know anything about you Cody, it's gonna it's gonna have some impact to it, so put
0: it out there and so upon that it went out into the world and uh here we are. Man, that's that's great, okay? Because messy action always beats, you know, overthinking and hesitation. So that's Absolutely. Fantastic.
1: Yeah. And that that fear keeps people it's kept me from you know, achieving, not pursuing because a lot of, uh, you know, throughout my life, there are several times that I've pursued something only to quit when I'm seeing the finish line, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot, there are a lot of men maybe listening to this that, that feel that same way, like I've pursued a lot of things, but I've just not followed through on a lot of things. Um, you know, when I first got into ministry, my father-in-law was my my first, um, was my first supervisor and that can kind of be, be tricky, you know, but um I was bold enough to to sit through a, a review with him at the end of my first year of ministry, and the the thing that he said to me then, and I told him the other day, this has hung with me for twelve years of ministry. He said, "You know, Cody, you start really well. You're really good at at casting vision and getting people on board with what you want to do, with what you see. You're able to see." Impossibilities and dream big dreams, he said. But you're terrible with follow through. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's some that's some honest stuff, right there. And, and he, right. he said you're going to have to get a grip on that, or it could plague
1: your impact. And that was so helpful to me, you know. And I have a great relationship with my father-in-law. They're actually headed in uh, amongst the snow here in, in the next uh, couple of hours to oh, celebrate deal. my birthday. But um, you know. A lot of what he said and done has really impacted me well. And that was one of the biggest things he said was, you know, you start well, you cast vision well, but you got to get better on the follow through. So I was excited to put the book out there. And like you said, messy action, man, it it's productive, right? I'll learn. I'll learn from this first publishing. That's how I feel about it.
0: I I did. You know, I f- put my first book out there and when I released it I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a great sales book. This is awesome." You know. Yeah. And now I look at it and I'm like, "How could I ever have released <laughs> this thing with my name on it
1: right <laughs> you know, like, and the bad thing about amazon sure. is you know oh. I've, put, I've, I've put it on amazon i, I pu- published it on there bad thing about amazon is you can't remove it off of there you can tell it hey i don't want this sold anymore so it's still listed there so even if people can't buy it you know there are people who did
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, you have to look at it when you
0: <laughs> yeah it, it's always going to plague it you, you know when you go back to that so you're like oh right but, you know that's that's the best part about that messy action though you know because then my second. Book when I got it out was much better, sold yeah. a heck of a lot better, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, and, and worked out really well. Now I'm working on the third, but yeah. the um, now you've talked about what went into kind of building your book. What's the book about? Just you know, quick synopsis don't give away anything, you know, because people sure. want to read it, but just you know, quick, yeah. what's it about?
1: So, so the book's called Wilderness Finding God in Desolate Places, and um, you know, it kind of outlines some personal stories of uh, wilderness seasons that my wife and I went through. And uh, it's a it's a basic uh, explanation of how we get into wilderness, wilderness seasons and what we need to remember while we're there. And hopefully that helps us to come out of those places and into a better future. So,
0: Good deal. Now, I bought the book. I have the book. You gave me the link. Okay. Um, full disclosure, I've not had a chance to read the book yet. Normally, I would have read the book before I talked to you about it but yeah. i needed to get you on here so bad with both our schedules i was like i just i got interview him i can't wait until yeah. i read the book and then talk to this guy i got to get him on so yeah. um i will uh, definitely be talking about your book in the future after i'm done reading it you know awesome. and I, I won't give it away to anybody but we'll sure. uh, we'll publish the link too um the link will be in the show notes for anybody who wants to go check it out and um you know that you've you've enrolled in like the um the free uh, Kindle thing too I think from what I saw there the, unlimited, I think is what it's the unlimited, right yeah. so I mean people they don't even have to necessarily spend money to be exposed to the literature, but you know it helps everybody's cause definitely helps you know you out and to spread the word if they yeah. buy the book. so yeah. I want to encourage all of our listeners right now buy the book all right It's <laughs> not expensive. He's priced it very, very well. It's beautiful. you're gonna love it, okay. I'm telling you right now you're gonna love it um. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not like it's a $35 book or anything. Okay? Right. So, you know, put down the cup of coffee that you didn't need to pay for this morning, go buy a book. All right. I'll put right. I'll put the, I'll put the uh, link in the show notes for everybody. Okay. Awesome. When we get done with that. But um that is fantastic. I really appreciate you talking about all this stuff. Um I know you've got more coming. Yeah. What uh there was I think there's one more thing that you're launching in the group here shortly or you asked some opinions about. Is that something you want to talk about?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I'm, I'm developing an online sort of a uh, group course. I wouldn't call it group coaching. There's not enough coaching in there that, um uh would qualify it for that, but it's some really good video content with some worksheets and downloadable resources. There's just, I try to pack a lot of value in what I do because on my own journey, as I've uh, kind of interacted with other people who were doing things like coaching and, and uh, resourcing and equipping and all of that, it just always seemed so out of reach for me financially. It sounds, it seemed out of reach for me and what I wanted to be doing and, yeah. and all of that. And so I'm trying to make it affordable. I'm trying to make it uh, impactful and so I try to pack a lot of stuff into what I do. So um, it's all about charting a new course as a dad. You know, taking where you are, starting where you are, and how do I get better in eight eight different areas that I outline in the course um, of my life? How do how do I improve those in, on an intentional scale?
0: Excellent. Okay. Uh, and I I found out about that in the group. So are the details just in the group, or are they also on the website?
1: Um, so they're not on the website yet. It's really I shared it in the group uh, before I even have it available on the website because I just wanted to gauge interest on, you know, hey, where are guys at? What are they thinking? You know, what what do we need help with? Because at the end of the day, I don't want to produce a bunch of resources that nobody cares about. I want to do things that are going to be helpful, impactful. Um, and, you know, some of that is determined by, OK, how do I how do I package this? How do I box it? You know, how does it sound to the people that I'm talking to? Yep. Uh, some of that is just uh, market research of understanding, okay, what are dads going through? What do they actually need? Because I have my theories about what they need, but uh, that doesn't always match up to reality. So uh, anything that I do is is hopefully going to be a real world thing that you're going to come away with uh, results for. So
0: Nice. Not
1: even uh, on the website yet. Not so even gotta, on the website yet. Yeah. Join the Facebook group.
0: All right. Um, got to join the Facebook group. I like that. Join the Facebook group. Then they can give you some input on whether or not it's something they might be interested in. That's a good deal. There you go. Uh, and we'll definitely put, uh, we'll put that down. So, uh, one last question, if you got time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, guys who are going through their lives, maybe they were, uh, you know, exposed to, um, the idea of God, the idea of religion in some capacity, they've maybe strayed from it you know, which happens to a whole lot of guys, you know, because it's just one of those things where either you lose faith because of something that's happened or things that have happened repeatedly, or you start to just question things. Guys who want to, uh, pardon me.
1: Yeah.
0: That's what that's preferred. uh, preferred (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) There
0: we go. Heavenly nectar. I like that. That's what I'm gonna call it. Um, (laughs) a little more of that freedom Hill coffee, baby. Um, Guys who have kind of either lost touch or never really gotten in touch, but they need it, they feel something in their soul that, they, that they've they got a, a, something missing. They know that they need to go looking for it. They know that it's it's something they want to examine. What's the best way for a guy who has been removed from that to begin, you know, maybe first steps to get back in touch with what they might really, really need?
1: you know for me and that's all that's all i can really speak on you know because it's hard even though we have empathy for one another um in a general sense it's hard for us to really place ourselves in the shoes of somebody else um without having a specific conversation and i think that's where it starts for me um is conversation uh tr- you know trusting in a community i think that it's easier to buy into something or even buy back into something when I put myself in the community of it. Um, You know, when it comes to God, for me to sit on a podcast or any sort of um, publication and act like, well, you just need to start praying and God is just going to come down in a pillar of fire or a lightning bolt and begin to talk to you, that would be just totally the wrong thing to say. Um I think in my life even though I do believe that God speaks to me as I have conversation with him through what we call prayer I think the biggest uh, or the most frequent way that I see God speak in my life as I look back on it is through other people. Um you know my dad used to say if you stand around a mud hole long enough you're going to get muddy. You know your surroundings matter. The people that you place and that you position to speak into your life, and what they're saying, it really impacts um, even something as core as your belief. And so, um, I think for me, if someone is looking to um, start that journey again, I think it's important to be in the Word because you know faith faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. But sometimes the Word of God is not heard or even observed through just our reading of it, because there are times as a, an active Christian, a pastor that I don't want to sit down and read the word, right? Because right. of what's going on in life or whatever. But sometimes the hearing of the word comes from a friend who's engaged and they're in a better, different place than I am when it comes to my spiritual wall. And so to anybody who is trying to reconnect to their faith or maybe connect their first time, I would find somebody who is in a place um, that I want to be in. That's that's totally applicable across the board with anything in life, is that, you know, as a pastor, if I want my church to grow, I'm gonna find somebody who's been where I am and they are in a place that I want to be, and I'm gonna talk to them and see what they did to get there. Right. As a as a coach, as an author, as um, you know, a leader of any kind whatsoever, um, I'm going to begin to look at people who are where I want to be. And ask them, how did you get from where I am to where you are? Help me to understand that. Help me to understand the struggle behind it. Um, hear what I'm going through, and help me to navigate from point A to point B. So I think community is a big part of that. You know, I could I could come here and and say, um, you know, church is a great place to start, and it really is. There's so many people who are shying away from. From church right now, and it's for for many different reasons. But I would tell anyone who is engaging in faith, you need to be connected to a body of believers um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, accountability, because every moment that you're venturing to try to connect to God, there is an enemy. The Bible says Satan, Lucifer, the devil, which whatever you want to call him, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so because of that, we need a community that can surround us and lift us up in prayer and faith and hope. And uh, sometimes pull us along. Um, so I would say the the biggest factor for somebody trying to connect for the first time or reconnect to their faith um, would be to get into a community.
0: Excellent. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate all the thought you just put in that answer, too. It wasn't just like a can. This is what you do. Just go to church. Um, I appreciate it. I've
1: been wondering this whole time, like, am I talking too much?
0: (laughs) Uh, No, honestly, that's the goal. You know, one of the hardest things when you're doing a podcast is someone who goes, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, oh, I really, you wouldn't think about, I'm really kind of a reclusive (laughs) personality.
1: I don't, you know, I'm not the social butterfly, but, um, which is really weird to say as a pastor, I know God, God has a sense of humor. Yeah, I,
0: I think so. I would never guess that from talking to you. I mean, you've been nothing but just like outward and open and, you know, booming. I mean, ever since I started talking, even on social media.
1: Well, that's what happens when uh, when you get connected to somebody and their passion, you know. But uh, if I had a choice and somebody said, hey, you can go be on this island by yourself and just kind of do your own thing. I'm like, book the flight, man. I'm there. <laughs> if you have a choice between that and a huge gathering, what are you going to do? I'm like, give me the isolation, man.
0: Wow. I would never guess that. That's hilarious. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's get some information out to people here. Um, thank you very much for all your time and all your insights. And, uh, honestly, Cody, thank you for doing everything you're doing because not enough guys are doing this. And like you said earlier, we need more men doing this sort of thing with whatever their particular passion is to help other men. Just, you're going to connect with somebody somewhere. And you know, I always say whenever I'm doing anything with the power of man, if I help one guy one guy be better tomorrow than he was today, or feel like he has a reason to be better tomorrow than he is today, then all of this stuff I'm doing is worth it. And I, I know that you're cut from the same cloth there. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No, no problem. Now, uh, right off the bat, best ways to contact you and we'll make sure that all the stuff's in the show notes, but a lot of people just like to hear it, jotted down and move on and they don't like to go to the show notes. So what's, uh, what uh, best way to contact you? Is it social media? Is it email? What's, what's best?
1: Yeah, I think uh, social media is probably the best way. Um, You can just find me at, uh, if you need the URL, it's uh, facebook.com slash cody.killian.12. That's just kind of the Facebook assignment (laughs) that I was given. I never went in and changed it. That's my personal Facebook page. You can search uh, for the Joshua Project uh, in the search bar, and it should come up pretty easily as a picture of a tree, black and white. Um, Got a great... Great community there that I think will get better over time. You can also email me at Cody at the Joshua Project co, um, and reach out directly that
0: way as well. All right, I want to make sure I get that one because I had most of the other ones. Cody and that's C O D Y at, mm-hmm. and then it's the Joshua Project, mm-hmm. and it's dot co just C O dot co. Yep. Okay. C-O. I want to make sure I'm making the distinction for everybody who's listening. So that'll that'll be in the show notes too. But then that's your email. Yes. Okay, right on. And are you on Instagram or Twitter or anything like that where you Uh, talk to people?
1: I'm on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find me at at
0: Cody Killian underscore. At Cody Killian underscore. Got it. And that's the same way on both? Yes. Okay, gotcha. All right, just want to give those out to everybody. So um, any parting words for anybody who's listening? Man, just stay in the faith. Uh, Keep growing, keep pushing.
1: And, uh, your life has purpose. If there's breath in your body, there's purpose for your life. And so, um, you know, don't, don't think that you're going to be perfect, but man, be in pursuit
0: in everything you do. Love it. Great clothes, man. I absolutely love that. Um, we're going to go ahead and sign off here, uh, for all of our regular listeners, uh, folks, thank you for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing your comments, uh, anything that questions that you might have, if you, you know, let me know, and you need me to contact Cody with them, I'm happy to pass stuff on. Um, and as always, you know, anything you have to say about our, our podcast, I want to hear it, the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, and of course, you know, how good looking I am, or, you know, how much you love freedom of coffee, all that's welcome as well. Anytime. Um, other than that, listen, I always close the podcast with three things. You guys know this. And, uh, especially after a podcast like this, I think it's very, very, very fitting. Um, the reason that we do anything that we do out here folks is because you're worth it. And too often we forget those things it's absolutely imperative that you understand that you've got value and you are worth it. Of course you have to believe it until next time.